You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 67 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host, Bart Bouchotts, and joining me today, I have a guest from the Photo Archive podcast. I am joined by Jeff Carlton. It's Carlton, even, or Carlson, even. Goodness me. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Hello. There is an absolutely beautiful sort of castle slash stately home about a mile and a half from here called Carton House. And I keep on, I keep on seeing your name and misreading it as Carton. It's not. Oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll take credit for it if I can just you know move into the castle. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, <laughs> I'm your long lost son. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the fact that I'm you know have Swedish ancestry, but I'll just show up. <laughs> yeah, what? Given it's you know they're descended from royals and stuff. Goodness knows what ancestry they have. It's probably well, that's not Irish. It's that's probably true. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jeff, you you were on. Listeners may recognise your voice. You were on with us um, a while ago, episode uh, fifty eight, which we called "Vacations by Phone Camera," um, where you gave us a very good discussion on get basically getting really nice photographs while you're away on vacation without the need to lug around a big heavy DSLR, because of course these cameras in our pockets have become really impressive tools for photography. Yes. Uh, and we had a, I, I certainly enjoyed our conversation, and I got a lot of positive feedback from listeners. So That's I great. I love it. thought of you when uh, a while ago Apple had their shot on iPhone competition and announced the winners. And I scrolled through. I mean, the, this was released on February twenty sixth, um, but and at the time I remember scrolling through, thinking this will make a good let's talk photography. But I had a few other shows in the can, and so basically it's a little bit later, but. These images are evergreen, so I don't think there's any reason why we have to do it as Apple released this stuff. Exactly, exactly. What we have here is Apple run a competition asking people to submit photographs they shot on their iPhone, which is, I guess, a subset of camera phones. But anything you can do on an iPhone, you could do on any camera phone. So while sort of our MacGuffin, if you excuse my using a film term, is this photo competition... Um, you know, we're not saying that this is something about iPhone. This is just, these are examples of what camera phones can do rather than what iPhones can do. Yeah, exactly. I think also, you know, obviously this is Apple's attempt to, uh, you know, show what their stuff is capable of, um, yeah. you know, and you know, credit to them uh, in two ways. One, um, they are not like some other companies that we've heard of where, they say, look at the, the impressive output from our our cameras. And then you find out later when somebody looks at the EXIF data that <laughs> it was actually taken by a DSLR, um, you know, like with a, with a massive film crew and all of that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's also the other side of it, which is, you know, yes, Apple, when they bring out a new iPhone, they usually hand it to really good professional photographer, uh, like, uh, Austin, Austin Mann, who was one of the judges for this. And, you know, you know that those people are going to come up with really great images. And this, in fact, this is sort of the other side that says, look, these are people who, you know, they may be professional photographers, but they are customers. And some of them are probably not professional photographers. And these are just the images that, you know, everybody, 
just like you, is out making with our hardware. So it's a great bit of marketing, obviously, but it's also, you know, like like when you look at the results, uh, these are really good photos. And so it's, I mean, you know, um, uh, Phil Schiller is sort of famously, um, in addition to being VP of marketing at Apple, uh, he's big into photography. And this sort of has his fingerprints all over it to, to show. He's on the like, panel of judges what, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so this is the, the, the way of saying, you know, look, we can play with the big boys and you can also take photos that are going to be you know, just as good or almost as good as a professional. And here are some really good examples of that. The other thing I love about these as a whole, so, you know, we'll talk about the individual photographs one by one, but I guess if we zoom back first, what I love about these as a whole is these are not, you know, it's easy to go somewhere really special and take an amazing photograph. Like if you go to Antelope Canyon or something, then it's much easier to come home with something really compelling than if you walk down the street. But a lot of these pictures are literally just down the street and yes. they're amazing. And yes. that, that, to me, that's even more fun about these is that I don't have to go somewhere fancy. I don't have to have any fancy equipment. I just need a little bit of time, a little bit of effort and my phone. And this is what's possible. Yes. And patience. <laughs> and patience. And there is one thing they do generally have in common is sunshine, which in Ireland is perhaps not always in ready supply. <laughs> well, right now uh, it's spring in Seattle, so it depends on the day. Uh, right now it's totally wet and gray and rainy. Mm. Uh, yesterday was sunny. So I, we have, we have a, a saying here, when, you know, when people come and they complain about the weather, because we're sort of, our, our weather comes from the Atlantic Ocean and we're first, like we're sticking out into the ocean, you know, we, we get the right. weather first. Whatever weather we have, it never stays long. So we say, you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait 30 minutes. Right, exactly. Exactly. Which is really yeah. joy giving when it's raining and very depressing when it's sunny. Because <laughs> 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 it'll bugger off in 30 minutes, you know. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we here in Seattle, we tend to just sort of get socked into gray for days at a time, and it it like that, that's actually what 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 gets to people who move here from somewhere else, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to rain all the time." It's like, well, it doesn't actually rain all the time, but it's going to be gray a lot. And yes. um, I mean, I I kind of love that. Uh, I, I I'm one of those weirdos who it's like, oh, it's gray out, so I can you know go and read or write or do do some other stuff. Um, well, gray's good for but, micro. Yes, yes, definitely. So there are all um, things. But yeah, it's it's definitely looking at these pictures, like there's a lot of sunlight, a lot of bright light, which we know the the iPhone cameras are, are really good at, yeah. uh, at at dealing with. Yeah. The other thing is there's a lot of color, but it's not um the Samsung cameras in particular tend to be tuned to some sort of parallel universe color. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how to like, unnatural, super saturated, super soaked mm. color. Whereas mm-hmm. these are just colorful. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, like I think in a few cases, I can tell that that it's been that saturation has been cranked up, but it doesn't seem as if like like none of these seem overly processed which I think is also a credit because, you know, you can totally go crazy with your images and, and, and overdo it. Um, but, you know, and, and 
I'm pretty sure like editing was fine. Yeah, well, definitely because there's monochromes in here and stuff like that. So the, yeah, yeah, it's clearly yeah. where you know, and that's yeah. normal, right? When you shoot something on on any camera, it's you know, this isn't a journalistic competition. This is a photo competition. Exactly. Exactly. And okay. so. I should yeah. say to people, so if you go to letslashtalk.ie and click on the link for this show, I'm going to have a link in there to Apple's press release with the winners, which has obviously the photographs in it, and also a little blurb under each photograph by the various people on the judging panel. Um, now, I'm not the world's best person for recognizing names, uh, but looking at the list of judging panels, we have Pete Souza, Austin Mann, Anna DeGraff, Louisa Dor, Chen Mann, Phil Schiller. I recognize him. And to be honest, I recognize Pete <laughs> Souza. He was the oh, he was president of Obama's White House photographer, wasn't he? Yes. Then we have Kian, I'm going to pronounce it Kian and apologies, Drance, Brooks Craft, Sebastian Marinomez, John McCormick, and Aram. Dupli, du, duplessis, I'm going to say, duplessis, and apologies yeah. again, Aram. So I recognise some of those names, um, and maybe listeners recognise other names, but it's it's a fairly, you know, between Phil Schiller and Austin Mann and Pete Souza, that's a sort of an interesting grouping already, and lots of other people there. Yeah, definitely. And, and also, um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I only recognise a few of those. Um, but it definitely seems like it's not like a, a giant panel of landscape photographers, for example, yes. or street photographers. Like it seems to be a really good mix of, of different styles. Which I guess may explain why the photographs themselves are a really big mix. Exactly. So let's get stuck into the first image. Um, so again, let's talk that click on the link so you can follow along with this one. Um, but I will say, so the, the first image I'll very, very briefly describe it, is a very normal apartment block. It, it's not symmetrical as such. It's got some asymmetries in it, whoever architected it, which is probably good to make it not look as mm. oppressive. And it's been painted in large sort of areas of different colours, so reds, blues, greens, yellows, oranges. And then there's a basketball court in the foreground, which is a very unusual shade of blue for a basketball court. Um, and just people doing their thing. And the only real sense of where in the world this might be is the fact that it's clearly a sunny day and it's got palm trees. Um, so my 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 impression when I see this image is it, it's a wall of colour that makes me think of those Picasso paintings that are just blocks of different colours. Mm-hmm. Only in this case, the blocks aren't featureless. Each of the blocks are full of tiny detail because each of the blocks is basically a whole bunch of people's apartments would all have their own unique idiosyncrasies. You know, some people have clothes hanging out. Some people have pot plants sticking out of their window. I mean, it's with lots of different bits and bobs. But I think to me, it's the overall swooshes of colour that, that speak to me. And I, I'm a huge fan of colour. So th this image just really speaks to me. It's completely ordinary, but it's got so much fun color going on that, that that I love it. So I'm wondering what you think of it. Yes, yes, I I, I totally agree. Um, I also want to point out um, on that same page, that Apple page that that shows the pictures. There's a link at the bottom where you can download all the images, so you can you can view them in uh, big and larger, yes. which is which is, which is also great, especially for a shot like this, because um, you know. So I I just opened it in the the preview app on my Mac, and um, you know, you, you get to see a lot more detail of what's what's 
outside these apartments. So for example, in addition to the giant blocks of color where, where each apartment is, you know, you have, you have sort of, uh, you know, pastel-y blues and greens and yellows and oranges, and then a really, you know, vibrant uh, red going up the left side. Mm. But you also see a lot of like colorful clothing that's been um, set out to dry. And, um, you know, in, in the, the, the bottom section, I think, I think the, um, my guess is, is that this basketball hoop is actually for a pool. I think that's why it's, oh. it's very blue at the bottom because it, it looks like it might be one of those like swimming pool ones, although it's really high. So I could be completely wrong. And it's just a, a, a blue border around the basketball court. Um, oh, it but, it know, looks pool like. Yeah, I think yeah. there's something there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there are like like five people in it. And by design, I'm sure um, by accident, uh, like they're all also wearing vibrant colors. There's like a really deep purple and a woman in red and a, uh, a woman taking a picture wearing yellow. And the person that she's taking a picture of is wearing green and like like it all really works that way. Um, I think. When I mentioned before that, that it looks like some of these have been, have been processed, this looks like it's just a little oversaturated so they can pull out the colors in, in the building just when you're looking at, like, the 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 woman in the lower left. Like yeah, her, I was going to say, the lady's red, red top is, is really, blown out. Really so, red. Yeah. You know, but again, it's not to the point where it's, you know, really, really standing out. I mean, you, you look at this, um, like, all of that in is like in the lower two thirds, and most of it is just this this great um, this great wall of color on this building. And I also like the fact that, and again, I, I can't tell if if they did this, in, you know, post processing, but it's it's very symmetrical up and down. You don't have a whole lot of um, you know uh, lens um, refraction or. You know, the the lines are nice and straight. They don't go off in perspective. So the person's... Yeah, the yeah person that may have been corrected here. because if, if you... An image with so many straight lines, if you pop that yeah. into Lightroom and say auto-align, it'll have no yeah. trouble figuring out what it should do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, it, it's great because what this does is, like, it immediately catches your eye with all the color. Um, having the, the basketball hoop, which is just... Uh, white with a, mm. a black border right in the middle breaks that up. Um, it's it's symmetrical and it's interesting. And it's also nice because your eye can just travel all around and and you know find other little details. Like like just now, I see there's a a, a couple you know looking out their window, sort of in the the upper right section. You know yeah. those sorts of things that keep your eye engaged rather than just be like, oh, look, color, and then move along. Yeah, it, it's the fact that it has both, right? It has it has something of, if you step back, you have the swooshes of color to catch your eye. And then when you yeah. zoom in, you have lots of little details in every little window because some people have very colorful laundry hanging out. And someone mm-hmm. who, strangely enough, lives in a blue apartment seems to love blue bedclothes because they've hung an <laughs> awful lot of blue out their blue window. <laughs> They love blue. That's all they're there for. Yeah. And the choice to crop whatever it is, whether it's pool or whether it's basketball court, the choice to crop that and leave just the band of blue, Mm -hmm. I think was very wise by, by the photographer here. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and I'll also say, and uh, I I will try not to do this too much because I, I I'm sort of against you know like extreme pixel peeping, yes. but z- zooming into it, 
Um, you know, w one of the issues that that comes up a lot in iPhone photography is because the camera system is doing a lot of lot of AI processing, you tend to get sort of smudgy really close. Um, and I'm not really seeing a whole lot of this. Um, I think if I look at the at the web page, it says this was shot with an iPhone XS Max. So that's, um, you know, the very latest technology. And uh, it it doesn't have some of that artifacting that you saw with earlier iPhones, where if you zoomed in even a little bit, it would be really, really smudgy. Yeah. So that also helps. Interesting, the XSIF data has been removed from them. Oh. As maybe a privacy thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, because I was kind of hoping I'd be able to use the XSIF to get a little sneak peek as what's going on, but no, the XSIF is, this is annoyingly empty. Yeah. Okay, well, that's to say, I, I'm a huge fan of this first image. Um, so then we move on to the second image, which is completely different. <laughs> may or may not be shot in suburbia. Probably not, judging by the rocks in the background. But we, we, the viewer, are looking down the inside of a dead tree, which may or may not be a fossilized dead tree. It almost looks like a stony texture, but that could just be because of the processing. But anyway, we're being funneled. It feels like we're being sucked straight down this tree and staring back at us is some sort of raccoon-like creature that doesn't live in Ireland. And I think it's a raccoon, but I'm <laughs> so open to correction on that. Yes, yeah. It's Looking right back at us. You don't have raccoons in Ireland, huh? No, we do not. They, 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 wherever ocean they're separate from, no, no such thing over here. That makes sense. Uh, well, we have also, them everywhere, so. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. So they're, they're, they're very common for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, our wildlife is smaller. Like, well, I suppose a fox is about <laughs> as big as that, I guess. A fox is as big as it gets here. Um, okay. Yeah. Or a badger. So the other thing is this image is monochrome. Therefore, clearly processing is okay. Mm -hmm. And the other thing the image has going for it is this is like a textbook case of leading lines because the texture on the inside of this tree or fossilized tree or whatever it is, it's just five million lines going to a convergence point smack bang in the nose of this raccoon fella mm -hmm. so your eye is just completely sucked towards the raccoon who's staring straight at the camera probably going where the hell are you and why are you in the bottom of my tree <laughs> so yeah so that, I guess that's my my initial impression of it is that this is just great composition and lovely textures I mean it's not exotic or exciting it's just great craft Right, right. Well, it, it's it's great craft. It, it it tells a story, which is great because it's not just. I mean, you know. Uh, so, take the raccoon out for a minute. Yes. Um, I think it would still be an interesting shot because it's got a lot of interesting tones. It's you know definitely has the the, the leading lines. Um, mm. It's it, you know it, it's it's not something that that you would sort of run into uh, normally. Um, I'm guessing that that the rocks in the background are you know probably have some interest um you know you could totally take a picture of that and say like look at the texture um the, there's also there's a hole in the sort of upper left that's that's letting some light in and so that's draws your eye that's also really interesting but then you have so so that by itself would be a perfectly fine 
you know, artsy, I have <laughs> kind of an inspiration kind of a, a, a shot. Mm. But the fact that, you know, all of this is leading directly to the raccoon that has that look in his eyes that, you know, you've seen in animals and people that's just like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. you don't belong here. Yeah, because the ears like, are pricked what? up as well. It's like, what the? Yeah, you exactly. Hear the, huh? Exactly. Um, and so, you know, like like suddenly instead of just being about texture and about color, I mean, or not about color, about light, you know, like like this is just an instant story that you, like you automatically know what's going on. Yeah, who surprised um, who, you know? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, how did this this photo come about? Was someone trying to find some cool angles and so, oh my, who are you? You know, or did they know the raccoon was there and they were desperately trying to get a shot and the raccoon was trying to hide away? I mean, I have no idea, but it certainly makes know. me think, how, how, you know, how did you find yourself looking down at the inside of a tree at a raccoon? Right, right, right. Um, this is also um, going toward going toward the like you know technical aspects of mm. it um this is interesting too because um it's not super dark and it's not really blown out like the the yeah. the levels here are, are are quite well um sorry quite well developed i guess would be the the right way to say yeah, it. i mean um, apple's new hdr stuff i think mm -hmm. is really good yeah. to play in this photograph because there's clearly shadows being cast by the light coming through the holes in the tree. So mm -hmm. there should be highlights and shadows, which usually with a phone camera five years ago would have meant either blown highlights or blacked out shadows or probably both. Um, right. But we have neither here. The closest we get is that the black part of the raccoon's face is very black, but that's actually a good thing that that's the darkest part of the image because that makes him pop. Right, right. Well, and, and you also have like a little, a little um, uh, reflective highlight in in his his like darker eye. Yeah, so, which is amazing. You know, yeah, like you know that. Like it, it would have been so easy to have the raccoon be completely blown out. I mean, you even get you know the the texture of his fur like on his midsection, which is sort of in in the the lighter portion. Um, yeah. You I mean, know, if I pixel peep, I think there's a tiny amount blown out in his le his lower left leg. But you know something? There's an awful, awful, awful lot of texture left all over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and uh, I guess we should also point out, like, like focus wise, um, you know, his his uh, whiskers are also very sharp. Like the hair is very sharp. Um, there's, it's yeah, it's. It's sort of when you start to break it down like that, you're like, oh, like this is why you have a, a camera that's, you know, taking multiple shots per second and blending them together and, and doing all that because it, it can do that sort of like fast focusing um, that would just be really difficult, uh, you know, mm. without that, 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 that assistance really. Yeah, and the other thing that is the photographer made a proactive choice here that color would distract from the image. Mm -hmm. I I think the photographer was 110% correct in that decision. But it, yeah. it, I think it's, it's sort of worth noting that the, basically there's so much going on here with the texture and the composition that, I mean, for all I know, those rocks in the background are bright red and this is like Bryce Canyon or something amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't think that would make this photograph better. No. Which no. is unusual because normally red rocks would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. But not here.
No, no, they they would totally distract. Yeah. So again, we're huge fans. Imagine it's you know, an award winning shot, and we're huge fans. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it. That so, was even possible. Moving on to the third image, and we're again we're away from nature again. We're now back into absolute suburbia um, with an image that is the first of the mind benders in this set mm-hmm. of images, but not the only mind bender. So it's a photograph of a building and a puddle. And it takes you quite a while to figure out which is what, how, how physically, the physicality <laughs> of this image takes a bit of figuring out because it's a puddle on a pavement that has different colours of tar on it. You know the way in some cities you will have like red for the cycle lanes and stuff. Well, whatever city this yeah. is, they have a red for something and a blue for something and some white lines like a, for something. Might, um, it, it might be like a tennis court. That's what Could I'm, be, I'm, yeah. Because their lines are very yeah. thin, yes. Yeah. Yeah, again, we're back to some sort of playing surface probably, yeah. And then reflected in and you can still see through some parts of the puddle it's a very shallow puddle so you can see a bit of the texture under some parts of the puddle and then in other parts of the puddle you have this reflection of a very vividly painted but very skinny tower block so again block of flats and by some sort of absolute miracle also a cloud (laughs) and a bird reflected in I mean, okay, the bird, you just, that's just lucky, right? And even if the yeah. bird wasn't there, this image would be amazing. But, yeah. you know, you, a, a bit of luck doesn't have hurt. Right? A bit of luck comes into play a lot, I think. It does. And the way you get luck is by taking lots of pictures. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, whenever someone says, oh, you got lucky, it's like, no, 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 I took 500 shots and this is the best <laughs> of them. And if I took one, I would never have gotten this. Exactly. So, I mean, the the fact that you have to think about the image is one of the things that speaks to me immediately because you, you can't just look at it and go, oh, yeah, you have to play the little bit of mental gymnastics. Oh, wait, so they were pointing their camera at the ground? Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the, the image has been flipped. Like, I think we're looking at it upside down so that we can see oh. the reflection uh, of the building. So the building looks looks right side up as if we were looking up at it. But what yes, we're doing is we're, right. we're, yes, of course. we're looking at, at, at the reflection. And so, um, you know, like, like that, that adds to the, to the brain bending because the, the, the perspective of, of those lines on the, the possible tennis court, mm. like, like th- that doesn't quite make sense unless you, you, you flip the whole thing over. And yes. so like, like this is an example of, you know, sort of breaking the rules of, oh, well, this is this is not exactly how I shot it. It's like, well, no, you you saw something artistic, and by flipping it around, you're you're sort of flipping the expectations of the viewer, and you can also do something again that like makes you makes the viewer mm. look at this more. It, actually, looking at the perspective of the parallel lines and where the convergence point is. Either they stood on their head or they flipped the image in post. I'm guessing they flipped it in post, but they could have, if they stood on their head, they would have gotten the same effect, I guess. <laughs> if they stood on their head, they get extra credit. Especially actually, no, not on the iPhone, because on the iPhone, it just rotate. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, again, you have, you have great lines here. It's, <coughs> I, I guess what I'm learning from this is that so when, when I'm in an urban environment, I should be looking for lines. Yeah, lines, uh, lines and, and, and reflections. Um, you know, 
like I am always drawn to to reflections and, and usually it's like, oh wow, like there's this great reflection and the, you sort of get low and you, you look mm-hmm. and see and, and and the thing that's reflected is like a stop sign or power lines, you know, you're like, oh, that's disappointing. And so every once in a while you can find something like this. And it, you know, it doesn't even look like it's a very big puddle. Like there's no. a there's there's a leaf or something that's uh, sort of in the lower third. Um to yeah, sort of keep, the sense of scale from the edges of the water makes it look like actually really quite a small puddle. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this is something that if people would walk past every day and never see this. And yet uh, Darren So from Singapore, um, you know, saw this and took a picture. And um, the, I've, I've actually tried not to read the... the um, the quotes that the judges said about these, just so that I'm not sort of repeating what they're saying. Uh, with that said, I'm going to repeat <laughs> what Phil yeah, Schiller I'm actually, says. I've um, actually switched to, thanks to your lovely tip, but downloaded the images. I'm now not able to see what the judges said, which is much better. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, so, uh, so Phil Schiller says, um, a reflection that looks like a painting. Mm. Um, and, you know, like, b- because of the way the water is bending it, um, I can't tell if there's there's maybe a filter applied to this because it's it's got kind of a um uh like slightly the sky faded is a weird color isn't it brownish yeah but it's not because um, the water isn't clean no I think it's just the way the water's interacting with the 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 that sort of reddish um maybe clay surface maybe yeah yeah it's um, only red colored term yeah red colored surfacing. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but again, like, like the original one we were talking about, like it's not overdone. Um, and so you do get this sort of painterly aspect. You get a, a, a lot of colors. Um, you know, there's, there's sort of a, 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 like a bright orange and a sort of paler yellowish orange. And, um, you know, and that contrasts with the, the purple of the, you know, quote unquote sky. And then the, the, the sort of darker blue of the rest of the tarmac, yeah. you know, like, like it all works together really well. Yeah. And the other big sort of similarity to the first urban shot is again, large swooshes of color of, of contrasting in different colors together in an image, blues and reds, you know, because yeah. a nice contrast. So the further back you step, you get the, the effect of the swooshes of color. And then as you look more closely, you get all the other things happening too. So it works on mm-hmm. many scales again. Yes. Okay. Well, the next image is definitely, well, it could be urban, but it's, it's a tennis court, I think. <laughs> uh, no color here. But... <laughs> yeah, no color here. That Like the most orangest of orange. You know, or, we, I don't know if they ever moved beyond uh, Europe, but we have a, a cell phone network here called Orange, whose branding is... Oh like orange in all caps with four exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's their orange isn't just orange. It's orange. <laughs> this is their orange. That's awesome. With a very, very bright white line, a mm-hmm. net, and a crack. This orange-colored tarmacadam has a crack running, not parallel to the net, but converging to the net to give a wedge shape and the photographer has lined the very very overexposed white line of the court to go corner to corner on this image so you have this streak running from top left to bottom right so this, this is, is one where yeah after sorry you, go ahead 
No, absolutely. Well, as you say, like like one of the first thing that pops out to uh, to me about this, I mean, in addition to the crack. So, you know, if we if we like 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 take some stuff away from this, okay, uh, if we took away the crack, mm-hmm. it would still be kind of interesting because of the color and the angle. But yes. the crack gives it, you know, more personality. But the other thing that 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 maybe like the second or third thing that strikes me about this, and maybe this is just just me, um, the the net is you know very very geometrical. Um, you know, it's it's following the 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 perspective of the the shot. Um, but there's like a little it's a little it's a kink in curve. it. A little bow, yeah, exactly. And like the the slightly OCD nature of me wonders, <laughs> like 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 if I was there, would I have just like like tried to line that up so that it's a nice even you know line that goes from left to right, and then you know make that even more geometric? Because I mean, th- this is all about the geometry, and yet I, you know, it's it it is a better shot that because I did not, you know, go and try to fix it. Um, because I think if it was just pure geometry, if it was just pure straight lines, it would be, you know, interesting and and it, it would definitely catch your interest because of the color and because of that that really overexposed, you know, white line. Yeah. But, you know, like like the the crack draws my eye to the little bend in the net and that gives it personality. Yeah, I think what makes it work is the fact that it, what would be a very cold geometric image is humanized by the two imperfections of the exactly. kink in the net and the crack. Exactly. And the next time someone says to you, you're not allowed to blow out highlights, right? This is an image I'm going to have in my pocket. <laughs> because the reason that line looks so perfect is because it's blown out to all hell. Yes. Because it's dirty. I am sure of it. There is no way there is a tennis court anywhere on planet Earth where the line is this clean. <laughs> the only reason it looks clean is because it's overexposed. Right, 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 right. And the way you can tell that for sure, apart from the cleanliness, is when it interacts with the net, you can see that it's it's actually made the net look thin. The net isn't thin, I bet you. It's just the overexposure mm. from the from the white line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also one of those things where, you know, if, if you are a slave to histograms... Oh, goodness. The, 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 the histogram of this is probably just ridiculous. I bet and, you, right? The net is... I don't think that net was black. I think the, I think if you look at the histogram, it's blown out the shadows and it's blown mm-hmm. out the highlights because I don't think that net is as black and I don't think the crack is as black and there's no way in hell that white line isn't horribly overexposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the contrast is probably just cranked super high. But, you know... Again, it works. It works. And the other thing that's cranked super high, undoubtedly, is the saturation slider. So the next time someone says to you, oh, don't overdo the saturation, it'll look unnatural. (laughs) That is factually correct and precisely why you just might want to do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because there's no way it was this color of orange. There's no way the line was as white. and There's no way the net was as black. But I don't care because it's an amazing photograph. Mm Mm-hmm. Or an amazing image. No, it's a photograph. Let's look at it. Yeah, let's look at yeah. it. Uh, moving on then, we get we go back into a head twisty space for the next image. Um, another urban setting, another reflection. Uh, but this time, well, this time it's a teeny weeny tiny puddle. <laughs> yes. Uh, and again, I think the flipping thing has been done because the buildings are right way up. So that this is again an upside down or a, a rotated shot. 
Uh, this time the puddle, being teeny weeny tiny as it is, actually maybe it isn't that tiny because the person's stepping over it. Maybe it's far away. Oh, oh uh, well, huh? Because unless You're that's right, a well, dwarf, like yeah, or a doll. Well, but, actually, part of what I was was um, figuring scale was from that. The, the, there's a green leaf uh, yeah. at, at the upper right. Um, so, but is that a willow leaf or a chestnut leaf? Yeah, it could just be that because of the angle. Actually, what, could be what's really probably going on is couldn't it? Because, yeah, because they're super low to the ground, you're getting a lot of perspective. So it it's um, based on you know looking at the 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 person in comparison to the puddle. It's definitely um, you know a larger ish puddle. Yeah, it's um, one step wide at its at its narrowest point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, what gives it away that this there's a lot of perspective here, right? So if you look at the size of the grain and the tarmac in the top of the picture, and if you look at the size of the grain in the bottom of the picture, it's way, 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 way smaller at the bottom of the picture. So obviously this must be someone who was really low down yeah. at an extreme angle relative to the ground and then has reversed the image, has flipped the image to make our heads explode. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're having so much trouble getting a sense of scale. Yeah, yeah. Although, um, like the 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 grain in the lower left corner seems a little weird, like like it doesn't quite belong. Like it's a, like it's yeah. it's it's bigger than than the perspective would suggest. So well, unless the whole thing's at an angle, I can't really tell. Yeah, if the person was shooting it at an angle to the ground, so that the the the, the plane, you know, the the, 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 the the there's a lot going on here to make my head hurt. The physics of this picture is very complex. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. What we haven't and, and yet also, said, right? So it, we're pretty right, sure it right. was rotated, mm-hmm. which means the photographer had enough of an eye to realize that what what looked to them like, yeah, we call it a bum. Um, it's actually a love hurt when you flip it around. <laughs> yes. Which is brilliant. I don't think I would notice. It is. Well, it's... Um, what am I trying to say here? I, like, I have like a weird... Maybe not so weird. I'm going to say not so weird. Um, like, like, pictures that incorporate hearts, I think, have been overdone. Yeah. Um, you know, and so part of me looks at this and like, oh, it's a heart. Oh, bleh. you know, yeah, Rory, but, uh, Jeff, um, there's, there's something. Right, actually, no, I'll, I'll leave you go first. Well, yeah. And, and so so my part of me wants to just sort of reject it because, oh, come <laughs> on, it's it. It's a heart. And yet mm-hmm. having the person there makes a big difference. Yes. Um, you know, the, the fact that it's a heart shape completely draws your eye, completely tells a story. You know, somebody's going to look at that and go, oh, a heart. And then they're going to notice, oh, wait, that heart is is bending my brain. And why are there four legs there? Oh, it's a reflection. You know, and and you go through all of that. Um, right. But Jeff, you, you say the heart is overdone, which it is. But pretty much every heart image I've seen has a warm color palette. Oh, good point. Yes. Right. This is a very dark blue sky on very black termicadam with a greeny yellow teeny tiny leaf and not there is not a red pixel. If you were to look mm. at the histogram of the red channel for this image, 
it would be, if not actually zero, then very nearly zero. This is just such a non... The colour palette is so different to every other heart image you usually see. Yeah, yeah. I also um, think the contrast has been yanked up to high heaven on this one because... Oh, yeah. The Tarmacadam goes from very, 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 very white to very, 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 very black within like three pixels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sky is completely blown out above the right side up buildings. And the chances are that blue was very subtle. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be sort of uh, contrarian here. Okay. I, I, I suspect, and again... I don't think there's anything that prevents this, Mm -hmm. but I suspect that there was not as much of a heart in real life as there is that we see here because because it looks like, like they've, they've taken um, like the liquefy command to either create the heart or accentuate the heart. Yeah. Um, The, 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 the Tarmacadam is the texture of the Tarmacadam is obeying the shape of the heart a little more than nature would usually have it do. Yeah, well, and, and there's a so so near the reflection of the person, mm-hmm. uh, there's like a, a little rock sticking out, and the reflection on the rock is sort of at an angle instead of uh, being parallel oh, as you would expect. Yes. So so I think there's been a little uh, enhancement to make this more heart shapey. Um, yes. Now, obviously, you not know, where the person is because that would have been horribly distorted. But they did have freedom. Yeah. In that top right, sorry, top left lobe of the heart. Yes. So I, you know, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to cry foul. I'll say, okay, so you weren't here for the last show. Who could imagine someone doing that? Um, We we had the last episode of the show, we ended up with a catchphrase. You know, the image has to speak for itself. But we basically uh came to the conclusion that assuming you're doing artistic photography, it's all fair game if you make a great image out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> there's also part of me that's like, like, I don't, I also don't want to come across something like, like, like that guy on the internet, you know, <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, this was not done with a, a, a wet plate system and therefore it's not a, a valid photograph, you know. <laughs> Everything so, says that guy invented, you know, film instead of dry plate is wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who, who even shoots digital anymore as i say this using all my technology to broadcast yeah. on the internet <laughs> exactly but yeah so you know that 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 sticks out to me a little bit and yeah. yet um I, I will also point out that uh this is what five or ten minutes after we've been looking at this image fairly yeah know, we didn't closely. go oh that's fake we went mm. yeah after much pixel peeping i think that shadow exactly. was at the wrong angle Exactly. So, you know, um, th- this, this photographer still gets kudos for making a, a, a good, compelling image. Um, and again, you know, a, an image that tells a story. And even though it's got a heart, uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm game for it because it's not soppy. Mm-hmm. So yes, exactly. Exactly. Moving us on then to the next image, which somewhat breaks my, my rule of these aren't images in amazing places. Well, this one's the exception that proves the rule because this is Yosemite National Park. Uh, with I've heard of El, that. With El Capitan. I'm pretty sure it's El Capitan because Mac OS has taught me that name of that one American mountain. <laughs> yes. And 
it's so it's El Cap in the background. Uh, it's a lovely blue sky behind El Cap. It's obviously mm-hmm. springtime because there's snow on the mountain, or maybe actually midwinter. Now that I think about it, because they're evergreen uh, trees. So we have pine yeah. trees which are still green, but they're green always. Yeah, then we have like, other like trees autumn. which have no leaves, so I guess that does mean winter. And then we have a lot of very dead-looking grass. And then we have a little girl who looks to be quite awestruck by her surroundings, as she should be. Mm-hmm. And foreground is we have this mist hanging over the the frosty ground. We have very, very earthy tones in everything in the lower half of the image. So the the the, the dead foliage is it dead sort of grasses and reeds and things are very browny ready the the girl's jacket is is reds and browns tan sort of colors and then everything in the background is sort of blues and the blues and the browns are separated by this band of evergreen trees i get the distinct impression a lot of the color in this image has been very masterfully manipulated yeah, yeah, I, I would say that too, especially with the, the, the cool and the warm uh, separations. Yeah, because there's a lot of color here, but it's very pastel, and nature mm-hmm. doesn't usually do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, uh, again, here's something where you'd be like, like uh, Yosemite, El Cap, gorgeous place. You've seen this picture, no doubt, you know, like, like you've seen this mountain. Yeah. Um, but there are so many things in here that are working. I mean, I'm a huge sucker for that sort of like foggy, misty, um, mm. just, you know, just swirling in the background. And what's also nice is that, you know, it's, it, it's low to the ground mist, but it's also kind of distance. Like, like, the, like the girl in the foreground, she's not in the mist. Like the mist is, is retreating. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, that's really nice. It draws your attention. Um, I also like, like really, really like the highlights on her hair. Like, like the sun is hitting her hair. And so, mm. um, because that is, um, her, her, her head and her hair, are in front of those dark green trees that even like accentuates the little, you know, swirls of, of, of hair going in all different directions. Like, like that's great too. Um, and you know, like she has this look on her face, like, like she might be awed by her surroundings. She might be annoyed at something her older brother just did, you know, (laughs) like, like there are so many different interpretations that this is a perfectly, interesting beautiful shot by itself that is totally elevated by having this kid right there you know front and center yeah like like maybe she doesn't even notice that there's a mountain there you know uh, i mean you know i've I've taken my daughter places and it'll be like like look look over there and she'll be like oh oh that is mount rainier isn't it okay whatever you know (laughs) i think one of my favorite stories is um scottish comedian who now lives in america um uh, billy Connolly. it tells a great story of how he took his kids who've grown up in america to scotland when they were about the age of this little girl here and he took them Mm -hmm. to all the places the glens and the mountains and on the plane home he asked them what their favorite part of scotland was and what they said was the sesame street video in the bed and breakfast (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah that's that yeah. sounds about right <laughs> and this girl could could fit into that mold because she's not looking at el cap she's looking at something at 90 degrees to el cap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, the, the, I mean, what, what strikes me here is if El Cap wasn't in the background, this would be a lovely picture of a girl. And if the girl yes. wasn't here, this would be a lovely picture of El Cap. Yes. And having both together just makes it a really special image. Yeah. And also, like, um, it, despite the fact that that there's been some some color work done on this, mm. um, her like like her skin tones are are still natural and and interesting. Like you know, like, like her her cheeks are a little ruddy, her nose is a little ruddy, so you you get the sense that it's um, that it's cold. I think ruddy is the right word. Yeah, basically. no, ruddy is the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, whereas her her forehead is and, and like around her eyes is is quite pale. Um, and so like, like even that texture makes this more interesting rather than, oh, there's just a face. It's like, no, like, like she's got, you know, something going on in terms of like, like, I'm guessing it's just from the cold or maybe she's, I don't know. Yeah. Given the mist and stuff hanging around, I'm guessing it's a bit nippy out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Again, um, though, we're, we're into the, the iPhone's ability to capture um, stuff in the shadows because her face is entirely in shadow because the really bright light is on the back of her head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So five years ago, again, we would have none of that to work with. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the face of El Cap is also entirely in shadow. Yeah. But perfectly fine. And technically speaking, if we're going to be pixel peepery, the mountain on the left is completely blown out. But you know mm-hmm. something? It doesn't matter. Again, the histogram doesn't on this matter. image probably looks terrible. Still an award-winning image. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, and the other thing, I think there's been a lot of denoising done to give it the slightly dreamy look because I'm seeing a lot of that kind of artifacting you get when you push the noise slider perhaps mm-hmm. farther than some would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know... um, on her face, especially, it makes it look sort of sort of painterly, and that's mm. okay. But um, you, you're still getting a lot of the detail of that tree on the left, so you it's are, not like that's yeah. just been turned into a big smudge, which is nice because sometimes, you know, especially, you know, uh, trees without leaves, like oh, it's very difficult that that can just go away. It's like, oh, look, it's a giant fuzzy bush. It's like, no, that was actually a tree, but the 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 denoising turned it into sludge. And I think the reason that the the, the denoising was put quite high was be, to make that fog so dreamy. Mm. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, because I, I think that's why the fog works so well. So, I mean, you know, you, you if you were to critique this as a pixel peeper, it's a terrible image. But as a human being, it's a fantastic <laughs> image. That that sort of, like, encompasses so much. Like, if you were to, to, to critique it as a pixel peeper and just stop right there, like, like yeah. <laughs> If you do that, everything is a terrible image. <laughs> Most things are, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's, there's, yeah, there's a couple of people I know in real life whom I made the mistake of showing my photographs to once, and the first thing they did was zoom in to 100%, and I never oh, show geez. them any more of my images. Oh, jeez, yeah. No, you're, you're, this is not the conversation to have. <laughs> well, I'm going to move us on. So we've gone from nature, from suburbia to nature and back a mm-hmm. few times. And some of the suburban ones have been a bit head-bending. I don't know where this next photograph is taken. I'm guessing it's somewhere... It might be indoors, for all I know. I don't... There there are droplets of water. There is an out-of-focus something that may be behind the sheet of glass or in front of something reflective. I don't know. And inside the droplets of water, there's a sharp image of what looks like 
a poster or graffiti or something drawn in some yeah. way with something. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again in every drop of water at different scales. And the same weird shapes and colours are the outer focus of the whole picture as a whole. But I can't tell you if it's water on a mirror, water on a sheet of glass. I can't tell you if I'm indoors, if I'm outdoors. I don't know what the photographer did, apart from yeah. taking an image that is like fractal in nature, because <laughs> it's that same weird red, blue and yellow swooches at every scale, like from the tiniest droplets to stepping back and looking at the whole picture, it's the same shape repeated again and again and again and again at different scales. My guess is this is probably like some sort of a mural, maybe. Um, like, like it's it's very bright and it's very vibrant. So, you know, my my initial guess is that we are inside looking out uh, through a piece of glass, and it has rained, and the the sun must be hitting this mural because it's, it's so bright and uh, you know, and, and, and casting that, that uh, uh, reflected and refracted image through the, the raindrops um, or, you know, water drops that are just, you know, stuck, stuck onto this window. Um, And it could be a uh, car in a car wash with some graffiti on the wall next to it. I don't know. Oh yeah. 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 It could be that. It's the fact that it's at every every drop. Like this image, this image is great as a thumbnail. This image is great, at, you know, zoom to fit. And mm-hmm. when you click a hundred percent, it stays great because the small drops end up having exact the same image as the big drops. Yes, yes. Um, and and you know, this is also a great example of, uh, you know, like being able to get a shot like this, needing no preparation no special equipment you know like like this this totally looks like something where the photographer saw this and was like oh that looks cool grabbed his phone and took the shot you know not going to l cap not you know even yeah you're right expecting to find this would be my my guess um and you know it, it and it's also something that like like anybody could get this shot or a variation of this shot if you're in an area where it's been raining or, you know, like you said, a car wash, um, because, you know, th- this is just a natural thing that happens. And, you know, I have a bunch of, you know, pictures looking out my window where the water droplets look really good. Um, whatever's behind them are you know, maybe good, maybe not. And most of them I go, well, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking of. Um, but you know, your, your eye is really drawn to, to this, this repeated pattern and the fact that, you know, you have something such, um, something that is in such good, sharp focus on the, the tiny details and backed up by that, the, the whole thing as a blurry background. Yeah. And again, Ready. it goes back to the whole, the best camera is the one you have with you. This is almost certainly an opportunistic shot, which is yeah, yeah. possible because we have these amazing cameras in our pockets. In my case, if I'm up and about, my phone is within reach. Always, yeah. 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 Now watch, we'll find out later on. This is something that they, you know, spent months of planning. <laughs> <laughs> but it could, right? You, you could come across something like this at any moment. Absolutely. You just have to be observant 
and mm -hmm. reach for your phone. The next image then, it, well, the, 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 I don't know where it was taken, but it, it could be in, you know, my sort of latitudes. This is a landscape. This is the first, well, I guess El Cap is a landscape too, but this is a landscape mm -hmm. not taken in gorgeous sunshine, but taken under a distinctly grey day. Mm -hmm. It's taken on some sort of mountain peak. I don't think it's the highest peak in the neighborhood. It's just, it's on a, prom, you know, it's on a hill of some sort. Yeah. Stretching into the distance are rolling, they're mountains, but they're not dramatic. They're rolling. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the picture is two cabin looking things, a bit of forest, and there's a road looping through. And the whole thing has been processed as a monochrome. So I guess what strikes me straight away is that in theory, I think on the histogram, this is underexposed. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Don't care, though. <laughs> well, it's a very strange day was underexposed. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think of, of, of all the shots here, uh, this is kind of the, the weakest one for me. And maybe that's just because um, maybe it's because the, the other ones are, are a little more dynamic, have a little more story. Mm. Um you know, like, like I, I, I appreciate this more as I look at it more. Whereas I think all the others, there's something about it that just drew your eye or popped you right to it. And yes, uh, I, I, I see, I, I see this, and I'm like, well, you know, it's it's nice. It's it's perfectly nice. What's what I like about it um, is, you know, the 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 very painterly uh, gray tones of like like the dark clouds above, and that that very uh, you know, sharp line of clouds right in the middle mm. um, that, you know, it would be sort of like, uh, you know, middle, middle depth in terms of, you know, uh, where, where the photographer is standing. And then in the background, you've got, you know, the, the, the multiple layers of mountains that are uh, you know, getting dimmer just because of, of, of the distance and probably some, some Haze, fog and atmospheric yeah. events. Um, now, like personally, um, I don't know how many people are like this. Probably everybody, maybe nobody. Um, like, do you have like one of those sort of shots in your head that you're continually chasing and never quite getting right? Yes, we all do one of those. Yes, okay, away. okay. So, so, so for me, it's it's this sort of you know mountains, uh, layers of mountains in the haze. I have a lot of pictures of mountains in the haze and they never quite like they never quite do it for me. And so like like that's going to be my white whale is is to chase those kind of pictures. And so so that's part of the part of what I like about this is um you know like it it does get that 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 distance you get the layering effect, not just from the mountains, but from, from the clouds. And then having this, this little cabin on a mound in like really sharp relief in the foreground, it's, it's, it's very textured. It's very sharp. Yeah. And then everything else like leading away from the camera, you know, gets, gets progressively uh, more hazy and more smudgy. Um, and, in, and in that case, I'm, I'm using smudgy as a, as a good term rather than, you know, yes, a, yes. a, a bad term. So like it works for me the more I look at it, but I still. I would agree with you. It's the weakest. It doesn't spin me. Yes. I think it, to me, it's the weakest of the images. 
And what gets it for me is I, I, two things I like in in photographs is swooping lines to lead you through a scene Mm -hmm. and balance. And that dark black cloud at the top is to me unbalanced. It keeps, Mm. it's like a black hole sucking my attention up, up and away from everything in the photograph. It's just this magnet to my gaze that keeps drawing me up. And the road that I think, to me, I've no idea what's off the left frame. It could be the ugliest thing on planet Earth off to the left of this photograph. (laughs) But that souping road to me calls for a landscape shot where the cabin stays right where it is. We lose the top and we gain the left. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that that swooping road can bring the eye through. And instead, the swooping road slaps me into the edge of the frame and there's a giant big black thing at the top that's pulling my eye that way. And the the, the, the mountain, the trees, the cabin, they're all sort of lost amidst those two competing forces. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think part of this too is like, you know, th- this is not a bad shot, but given... I don't know if, if Apple actually mentioned how many how many people submitted to this. Um, I mean, it must have been massive because... Uh, I think to, to submit it, all you had to do was like tag something with uh, like a hashtag shot on iPhone, right? Yeah, that, it was very that, easy to put to enter yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, like I don't quite understand what made this stand out among what sh- must have been, you know, thousands of other sort of, you know, black and white landscapes types of shots. I mean, leaving out the bit of the sky that I don't like, that's drawing my eye away, the, the bit of the sky between that amazing straight line that you see so so rarely in nature and that mm-hmm. black bit that's too black, that the texture in the, in the sky between those two things is amazing and painterly and wonderful. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you think of Ansel Adams's El Cap shot, it has that kind of a sky with that much detail, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That much dynamism. I don't know, I'm obsessed with composition and with texture. And it's got the texture. And for me, the composition just isn't, it doesn't, it it doesn't gel for me. It it, it wants to, it nearly does. And it, you know. <laughs> I also wonder if, you know, uh, if, if the photographer has a version of this that's uh, in landscape orientation, because this is, this is in portrait orientation. Is, and I think, yeah. I think to, to, to get that, that big dark cloud up at the top, um, but, uh, eh, I don't know. It's nearly there, isn't it? it, it it's yeah. almost there. It, it's almost there. And so, I, I mean, I guess the, 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 the bad part about this is that, um, you know, I, I, I look at it and I think like, why this one versus others, you know? Um, and, and, and it, it starts making me think of, you know, the, the judging process and the, the qualification, qualification process hmm. and like, like all of these things that are not the image, which is counterproductive to trying to enjoy the image. So I don't know. Uh, let's see what they said. Uh, Kayan Drantz says, looks like a simple scene, but a good choice of using black and white to elevate it with a different mood. Helps to bring out the dramatic contrast in the clouds and the surrounding landscape. Yes, okay. So Pius did it. That and, was I mean, that middle bit of the sky is amazing. Generic, generic uh, uh, description. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. The sky is fabulous. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. The sky is fabulous and, uh, you know, people like different things. So. Yes. Yay, art. Yeah. <laughs> 
This, the, the penultimate image then is also a landscape, also a mountain scene, but very, very, very different mountains. Very different. The, the so these are bare rocks. I don't think there is so much as a sprig of green. There is nothing alive that we can see in this image. I don't think it's no. it's rock. It's gravel. The rock is extremely eroded. It's all rounded and it's, you know, gravel rolling down hills. This is old. This is very ancient. It also seems to be shot either in the morning or evening golden hour. Um, mm-hmm. It has that effect where the, the, the bit of the sky that isn't cloudy is blue. But all of the clouds are being illuminated by either a setting or a rising sun. So all of the clouds have turned orange. And I think whatever colour these rocks normally are, I think it's been complemented by that orange light to give the rocks a, a sort of an almost Martian look to them. I mean, if someone said, oh, yeah, no, this is an image uploaded from that little probe we sent there that spent the last couple of years wandering about. I'm not sure I disbelieve them. Yeah. So it's no, a lot of lines again. So because gravity, all the gravel is falling <laughs> down the hill, right? So it's all sort of converging in the the lower center left of the image. Everything's sort of falling into a little valley there. So th- there are lots of nice flowing arcs as opposed to lines. I don't think there's a straight line in this image, but it's still got a lot no, of leading no. arcs, I guess we'll call them. Yeah. Well, and and so so all of that is sort of like pulling down to the left of the image and it, which is is sort of unremarkable, but um you know, it, they're also pushing out. So you're 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 traveling from the lower left uh, of the image, and then you're going up to the mountains, and then up to the sky. So like everything's sort of like swooshing you from left to right. Um, yeah, once you fan almost, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fan. I also I really love how the the rocks on the right side um, they're they're catching some of that that golden golden hour light hmm. um, and so like they are a sort of richer oranger color than than the rocks that are sort of the the, the star of the image yes. uh, so you're getting another tone there rather than just you know hey look it's all brown woo um, yeah. you're you're catching some of that, some of that light without it being real direct. Like here is a shaft of light hitting the <laughs> rocks, you know, um, you're, you're getting that, that, that tonal variance instead of just like, you know, blasting the light to it. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the lack of green, I think works, but the fact that the blue is there to counteract it being just purely warm gold, 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 I think does a lot for mm-hmm. the image. Yeah. 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 And it's also, it, it's not overly orange too. Like, like I would yes. assume that this has been saturated a bit, but maybe not a whole lot. I don't because, think so. Th- th- that know, salmon like, pink is, we get a lot of skies that color here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably slightly underexposed, which will tend to bring out the color anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we're also getting a whole lot of texture in the rocks. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, um, you know the, the 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 shadows in the rocks. Um, we're getting some detail, like like if you look sort of dead center, about two thirds of the way up, there's like a little little nook where if the sun is coming, looks like it's coming from the left, like yeah. like that should be just black, and it's not. Like like we're getting shadow detail right in there too. Yeah, which again, is the iPhone nice. is really coming into its own here. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm a, you know, it's a subtle image compared to the first image, which was like color, you know, right, straight right. lines. And th- th- this is colorful yet. I mean, it's hard to say it's an orange and blue image that's colorful yet muted. Mm-hmm. But it is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also another example of, uh, you know, you don't have to go to great places to get good images. But if you have the opportunity to go to great places, <laughs> then you absolutely can end up with a picture like this. Yes, absolutely. Um, and of course, you know, the evening light won't do you any mm-hmm. harm or morning light. I've no idea whether this person stayed up until sunset or got up for sunrise, but whatever it was, it worked for them. I'm I'm guessing sunset, but only, you know, because I can get a 50-50 chance of being right. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, there's no way to tell the difference, right? Physics, The physics is symmetrical here, but somehow right. the mood feels evening. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, this is, I think, if I look through, um, like, the of the of the group of 10 i would say this is sort of like like the richest warmest image discounting mm. the, the 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 blasted orange uh tennis court um you know like like the others tend to be a little more on the cool side or or the super colorful side and this like like the 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 warmth of this and and again i don't think they did very much in terms of you know adjusting the white balance maybe they maybe they poked it a little bit more toward the yellow side um but again like like that's that's just kind of what the color looks like then yeah, but the um, fact that the blue stayed blue tells me they haven't yeah. done too much exactly exactly and so this is like uh, of all of these this is the one that sort of like pulls my 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 center of gravity toward it because like like it, it's it's just warm and inviting it, it could be you know 30 degrees there um or well I'm sorry 30 degrees uh uh in fahrenheit <laughs> i should probably right that, i mean it could be absolutely frigid right yeah if it's 30 of <laughs> it my could degrees be really I mean, really cold there um but it, it doesn't feel like it like the, this is something that i would look to for like like warmth and comfort which uh sounds sort of abstract but no i think that's they're perfect the words. that i get from it yeah. Because so I'm looking at these in preview so I can see them at full size and I've left the drawer open so I can see them on as thumbnails. Yes. Yes. And no other image here fe- none of the other images feel gentle, soft, mm-hmm. warm. They're feel you know, the other images feel cool or vibrant. Mm-hmm. But this is ah uh, peace. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean it's arguably an image of a very, very stark place, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels inviting mm-hmm. and pleasing. And yeah. it so easily couldn't. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this image. So that then brings us to the final image, which uh, if you told me this was taken down the road for me, 10 kilometers, I would go, yep, absolutely, because we have rolling hills like this. I have photographs that don't look a million miles different to this. I can uh-huh. tell by the little berries it's a linden tree in the foreground. Anyway, what we have is a field of some sort of crop that's been recently mowed. Uh, it's probably some sort of grain that's been cut. Um, it's it, They're big fields rolling, but in interspersed amidst these rolling fields are little copses of trees in little rings, which implies to me British Isles, ring forts, entirely plausible. Then the sky, which is quite expansive in the image, is 
blue-wit fluffy clouds, your typical cotton-wool clouds that you tend to get in the British Isles. And then the foreground is mostly in shadow, but the sun is just touching the tops of some tall grass that's gone to seed. And there's the almost silhouette of a tree to frame the top right of the image. So you have framing on the bottom and the right, and then an expansive sky in the top left. And this gently rolling agricultural landscape in between. So to me, this is this is the kind of landscape shot that is it's ordinary right it's not this is not dramatic mm. nature this is just beautiful agriculture i guess cuz it's not even a natural scene right there's nothing natural about giant big tractors cutting down crops right 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 um i look at this and i have a lot of questions which is good okay. because um and and it's mostly questions of like you know like with all these pictures, we put ourselves into that spot mm. and, you know, look at what it is. And I think uh, involuntarily, we also try to think of like, okay, you know, what, what is the photographer scene? What would I be doing if I was there? Those sorts of questions. And so I, I look at this and um, I I like the image. And I also wonder like, like okay, you have this this big expansive rolling hills. You've got this uh, amazing, you know, sky like all sorts of clouds. Like like just just that, the the big expansiveness of it is is a huge part of it. So then you also have this like part of a tree over on the right hand corner that's taking up you know quite quite a a, a bit of the spot. And you also mm-hmm. have the the grass in the foreground. Um, which, which is not just grass in the foreground. It's like, like grass in heavy shadow. And then half of it is, is edged by bright light. And so like, I want to ask the photographer, like, 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 why did you do those? I mean, I can see how the, the tree in the, in the top right, um, compositionally is, is balancing with the, the, the other stand of, of trees. And Mm so, so that, that, that kind of balances it out. Um, you know, but why, why do the grass on the bottom? I think the answer to that is because it makes it more interesting than just a, um, you know, a, a, a shot of fields. Yeah, to me, so, it feels like I've, I'm coming along a country road. There's a gap in the hedgerow and all of a sudden this vista yeah. extends out in front of me. And by capturing it with the grass in the foreground, you you get the impression that you're looking into this landscape from another landscape. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like I'm not bringing these up as as, as criticisms. I don't think, or well, well, no, I, I mean, I don't think that is a crit. I, I didn't hear criticism. Yeah. Or, you know, questioning an image is an image that makes you question. I think it's the opposite <laughs> of a criticism. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, you yeah, could you could know. get nitpicky, right? Because oh, totally. Like pixel peeping on this image won't do you well because that grass no. is horribly blown out. the The greens in the foreground have gone a very odd shade of green. I know a lot of grass, a lot of it around these parts, <laughs> and it's not that shade of green. And the copses of trees are not that shade of green either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still works. Mm-hmm. You know, I it, think. Sorry. Well. I, I think what's what's getting to me is is a, a a good thing that's sort of rubbing me uh the wrong way which is okay 
I can totally see how one would take this shot to make it be more of a sort of quote, normal or expected shot. Like, Hmm. you know, um, my, my first inclination is like, Oh, like I, I should have, I would take like a step to the right and turn my body a little bit to get rid of the tree on the right. Um, (laughs) It's funny because I would have actually done the opposite and made it more prominent. (laughs) Yeah. See, see. And so, um, uh, you know, like, like, I want to change it because there's 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 the part of my brain that's like no 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 like this is a rolling hill shot so you need to accentuate the rolling hills and that's like you know one of the the photo voices in my head that like there's always the voice that that's you know uh, sees something interesting and points you to it and says, you know, like, okay, you know, like, like, Ooh, look, here's a good shot or here's some really good light. And then there's a, another voice that, you know, is like, no, 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 don't, don't do it this way. And, and like, for some reason with this shot, like that other voice is like, no, no, no. If you want to get a rolling hill shot, it needs to be like this. When in <laughs> fact, no, of course, like if, the rolling hills shot is like that. Then all the other rolling hills shots are like that, and so this is different, and different is good. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it, it's a shot. That, the composition reminds me slightly of one of my favorite images of my own, which is I don't want to make this about me because that's completely the wrong thing to do because it wasn't taken on an iPhone <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. But there's something about the rolling croplands and the it's a composition that reminds me of a place that's very close by here. And the, I mean, I could just see myself taking that picture. And I, the only thing I would consider doing would be having the tree just be a little bit, basically at the moment it's pinching in at the top. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have tried to get at that. It ended as a convex, it ended curving out instead of curving in at the top. Mm-hmm. If you get mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. And I probably would have tried to go a bit to the left to get the copse of trees to be a little less close to the edge of the frame there. Yeah. And I probably would have cropped it actually as a panoramic, which would take care of all of that. Yeah. I, and I, I would maybe, have used a warmer. I would have gotten that green to be natural, which I think would have warmed the color palette completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what I'm responding to is um, like... I want something different with that, that tree in the foreground. Like I either want more of it or none of it. It seems like it's, it's just like it's there and maybe they couldn't avoid keeping it in there. But um, yeah, like I either want. If it was a triangle in that top part, like not an exact triangle, just even a Mm -hmm. triangular curve, it would frame much better. The fact that it ends by, going back away from the center of the image as it comes near the yes. top of the frame is, is, is what's putting me off a bit. Yes. Yes. Um, but I will also say like, I'm also a sucker for the, that, that sort of grass, um, grass foreground, um, like that draws my eye. Uh, th- there's some, some islands, uh, right near here. Um, and I've been to a, a occasionally and it has a lot of this, this kind of grass and, 
you know, like, like just the, the, the curve of it and the way the light strikes it, like always draws my eye. And, and in fact, like that's what hit me first with this image. And I, I, I love that. And then I'm just sort of ignoring the, the, the tree on the right. <laughs> I, I know. I, I think you, 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 to me, a good landscape has multiple layers and th- that's sort of why this works because if the grass wasn't there, I don't think it would be as, as it wouldn't, you would lose a sense of depth. Yes. Yes. Um, which, which I think is important. Well, there are 10 images that Apple chose as the best. Um, I have, I, I'm, I'm sure if we had been let pick out of the thousands, we would have picked different ones perhaps, but uh, 10 very different images all taken with the phone in our pocket. So kind of I amazing. hope people are inspired. Jeff, thank you very much for giving so freely of your time for this very fun conversation. Um, Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Would you like to plug your podcast for the good listeners? I I would love to. So um, my podcast is Photoactive. So it's photoactive.co. And uh, Kirk McElhern and I, we talk about photography, but we try to avoid gear as much as we can. Um, And... Uh, it, it's been an interesting experience because we're trying to, you know, do, do something different than, than a lot of, you know, sort of gear heavy, uh, Mm. uh, podcasts that are out there. Um, we tend to have more of, of an Apple focus just because we're not really trying to appeal to the people who already know everything. And we want to, you know, um, basically, you know, educate people who want to take photos and maybe they don't know, you know, where to start or, or maybe they've been doing it for a while, but they, they're not as adept at composition. So it's, you know, um, it gives us a lot of free reign. And so as, as a result, we've been able to get a lot of really great guests. We, you know, talked about, uh, uh, recently we had a guy on talking about tripods. We've, uh, the, the, episode we just released is talking about geotagging with the the developer of how to geo uh mm-hmm. so it it's 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 been a really good experience and also you know totally selfishly um we get to bring on people that do things that neither kirk nor i do um uh, for example mm-hmm. like we have we have an upcoming episode where we're going to talk to a woman who is a bird photographer um you know i've taken pictures of birds I and, have failed to take pictures of birds many times. Well, exactly. Like, like, like doing like actual bird photography, like that's a different beast than just going out and taking pictures, both in terms of, you know, some of it is gear, but, you know, patience and difficult, uh, difficult and knowing where the birds are going to be and knowing what birds to look for, like, like all of that. So, so I, like, I'm looking forward to that just because like, I, I want to learn all this stuff because I, I just don't know. It's it, it it's not something in my experience, and maybe I will never become a bird photographer. But I still want to know more about it. So yeah. that's been great. So uh, Photoactive uh, comes out every two weeks um, at photoactive.co. We couldn't afford uh, the M. <laughs> you you saved by lopping off the M at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody else had had the 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 dot com domain and wanted some you know absurd Stupid amount, amount for it. And we're like, yeah. like, yeah, well, no, we'll just do without. There you go. 
Well, again, Jeff, thank you very much. Um, listeners, you will find links to the photographs we've been talking about and links to Jeff's podcast at lets-talk.ie. While you're there, you'll also find a collection of large blue buttons under the heading Support the Show. I want to take a moment to thank those of you who have used those buttons to sign up to become a patron of the show on Patreon. You guys literally keep the digital lights on in this show. Now, I know that's a misuse of the word literal, but forgive me. Um, (laughs) Basically, the Patreon money comes in at the end of the month, as do the bills. I apply one to the other, and they come very darn close to balancing each other out. And that's just how I like it, because I can't really afford to do this otherwise. Um, There is also a PayPal link, and every time you click on that, it helps me to invest in things like software and hardware to continue to make the show happen in other ways. Then there's those of you who simply tell your friends about the show, those of you who review the show on iTunes or in your podcatcher of choice, who tweet about the show, who, you know, share it to physical friends and family in the actual real world. All of that really helps the show, and I really appreciate it. And then finally, for the uh, more nerdy ones among you, there are two affiliate links there. One for a company called Hover.com, who do domain registrations. If you use that affiliate link, I get a little something every time you register a domain via that link. And one for DigitalOcean, for those of you who know what a Linux VM is and who want one. Um, The nice thing with the DigitalOcean one is that we both get free money. You get free money for using my link, and I get free money because you used my link, but only after you spent $50. So it's only for people who actually need a Linux VM of some sort. Anyway, all of that is at let's-talk.ie. I've been your host, Bart Bouchotts. You can find me at bartb.ie. And until next time, happy snapping. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. My gal pals, Elisa, Suse, and Vicky, the three geeky ladies, told me to remind you that they will release a new podcast each month. So, check them out at 3 or subscribe in iTunes. The Three Geeky Ladies, part of the MyMac Podcasting Network.